and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Britcast just for you on Facebook and everything else. Mm-hmm. Everything else. Every mm-hmm. other uh, platform uh, ever, including including our our newest uh, distribution, the Dumont Network. The it's Dumont good. Network. It's good yeah. shit. Yeah. Put, put up them rabbit ears and have fun with us. <laughs> That's right. After Gorgeous George's match tonight, you can catch us. It's really good. Yep. Yep. Uh, today is Jane and my 38th oh, wedding anniversary. How about and, uh, that? Brit, I, uh, how about that? I made a big mistake here on our, every year I blow it somehow, some way. So I do something wrong. And, 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 and this year I looked up, well, what else happened on that date in history, <laughs> which would be, uh, February 2nd, 1985. Right. February 2nd, 1985. Okay, so Reagan had just been uh, installed by the deep state for his second term, right? That's what happened. Uh, Among other things. And while we were getting married in New York City, it was a cold, snowy Saturday night, but a postcard kind of snowy, not can't move kind of, just a perfect thing. And uh, we had this great dinner at this great restaurant by the great restaurateur, Felidia, who had that show on TV forever. She had this great restaurant in New York. It just closed like two years ago. It was open for 40 years. Just great every year. And I read today that on the same day we're yeah. getting married in New York, O.J. Simpson married Nicole Brown in it's Los true. Angeles, in Brentwood, in that house. Yeah. Yeah. Same day, same day. And I had no idea. Had I known, had I known, I would have done something. I don't know. But meanwhile, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, O.J. Simpson is, is still here, and he's still in search of the real killers. Hasn't found him yet. But uh, I just didn't want to know that fact. There was just nothing helpful to me and my life and my wife to know. <laughs> we got heard <laughs> Yeah, because he, you know, he he killed her before. I don't even think they made it to nine years. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. So. And the number one song in America, February second, nineteen eighty five, was uh, "I Want to Know What Love, love is, is" by Foreigner. By foreigner. Yeah. 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 Which, by love the way, if, if there was a group now coming up called Foreigner, do you think that they could ever get any airplay in the state of Florida? That would be the greatest. We don't want no damn foreigners here. They have like some sort of resolution on the House floor condemning the group Foreigner for picking that name. Yeah. (laughs) That's fantastic. Foreigner. Foreigner. Come on. Now you'll remember remember this. In the early 90s, they had that spate of uh, tourists that were being killed in Florida. That were visiting Disney World. There was uh it was it wasn't good. It was very bad. Yeah. Well, and and you know what? Uh if they're gonna allow foreigner to play in Florida, they have to allow America to play there too. <laughs> foreigner America. Who opens who opens for that one though? I wanna know who's the opening band. Uh, I don't know. I don't good know. times. Uh all right. Uh enough of that silliness. Oh, oh, oh while we're doing silliness here. Uh and as you you know, I'm down this road of jihad in my own brain against Jeopardy. I'm just having fun with it. But 
I'm really getting tired of it. Mm. I'm I'm get I'm getting tired of it. Uh, not for the reasons that that crazy ass guy who went nuts who won three times and said it's not representative of uh, the diversity of American. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's not the reason. It's because they are actually representative of the decline of education oh, in America, the arbitrariness of enforcement of any kind of consistent rules. And uh, I've, I've seen it a million times. One of the things that they've uh, allowed in recent years is for people to just give the last name of a person when, you know, the, the answer comes up and then the person goes, who is blank? And they only give the last name. And last night, another example, the answer was uh, this president um, gave amnesty to all the Confederates in 1868. Okay. Now, so, of course, the person goes, Johnson. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. There was a, there were a couple of President Johnsons. You don't just get to say Johnson. That's uh, ridiculous. More specific, don't, Lyndon Lyndon Johnson. It was Lyndon. Oh, shit. No. Maybe. Who knows? It, do, it doesn't matter. You should have to give the full name. Now, uh, that, that, that's a small one. But uh, here, here we go. We actually have the, uh, the audio on this. And... Um, the category is you have to have the word break in there. Some derivative of the word break. B-R-E-A-K or B-R-E-A-K. Not right. breaks on a car, but, but All right. break as in, you know, any word that has that in there. Right? Okay. All right. So listen very, very closely and then listen to the accepted Answer. Listen to the ex or the accepted question. I guess here we go. Break for eight hundred. Acts chapter twenty verse seven describes Paul preaching to new disciples after they gather to do this, a synonym for dining together. Jake was breaking the bread. You got it. Break. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> breaking the bread. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop the music. <laughs> no. Breaking the bread. No, <laughs> it's breaking bread. We know that. And I thought, well, okay. Then I thought, well, hang on. On the other hand, Brian Cranston starred as Walter White, a teacher who really went off the rails and started making meth in a show called Breaking the Bad. <laughs> Remember Breaking the Bad? <laughs> I'm sorry. Here's the problem. Not only is that wrong, but when someone really does have the answer, they really have the answer, and they might accidentally put a plural on the end of it. No, no, not right. And then the person standing right next to them says the word and gets it right. That is way less of a demonstration that you know the uh, – the, 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 it's more of a demonstration that you know the answer, right, than breaking the bread. You fucked up. <laughs> you should pay the price. So I, I, Jane and I, it's 38 years, 38 years. I said to her, we're, we're getting close. It's just about over. Our little Jeopardy fling of the last few months, we're just about done with it. Think of all the time we've wasted. This is, it's too annoying. I can't handle it and uh what are you what are you going to do at 7 30 
No, well, I don't do it at seven thirty anymore. I run a DVR and watch it sometimes at nine, nine. Jeez, you would please. never anybody stupid enough to stupid. watch that show in real time. Uh, it's the show is only seventeen minutes long, okay, <laughs> and the breaks are interminable. They are pretty bad, and they're they're repetitive, and it's 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 unwatchable that way when you're watching. So you have to have a you have to record it. Um, but even seventeen minutes every day for my blood pressure to go up 10 points over that. I mean, Britt, what do you think I do this for? Okay. <laughs> to get annoyed over stuff that I have no control over <laughs> just allows me to have some fun, but I don't have to, to do it with a, with a show that's uh, really kind of seeming its age. It's kind of, it's kind of Tom Bradying it right now. It's kind of really getting near the end, but nobody wants to tell them. <laughs> Speaking of that, did you see Brady has been asked to uh, unretire again and sign a one-day contract with the Patriots so he can retire as a Patriot? Oh, vomit. What do you think? Just, just vomit. Just let it go. Fuck. God, Wait, that goes almighty. on all the time, though, Britt. You've seen that. You know, I know, but it's stupid, and it's dumb, and it's dumb when anybody else does it, and it's dumb when he does it. That Just have Tom Brady Day up there this fall, retire the number, kiss his ass on Broadway, and, and just call it a day. We don't have to do all this other bullshit. Come on. Here's what happened. He came back for another year. He lost his wife and his family in the interim, had a shitty year, and then he decided, oh, fuck it, I'm going to retire anyway. He basically just fucked everything up by working another year, making money he didn't need. And now he's going to make some more money that he doesn't need, uh, getting money thrown at him uh, by a TV network doing this shit. Uh, thank you, Karl Marx, because you are the decider as to uh, when someone should stop working when they have enough money. Wow. Now, By the way, you outbittered me. I did. In, in 20 seconds. Wait till you see the shitty stories about who he's... On the Jeopardy thing, you you killed me in, wait, in 20 seconds. Wait, wait till you see the shitty stories about who he's dating over the next few years. <laughs> it's going to be the worst shit of all time. Is she too young? Is she too old? Are they going to get married? Are, is she pregnant? Is he going to have another baby? Oh God! Stop it! It's gonna. That's this is what this is what's going to be for the next several years. Don't you think this time it'll be somebody who's athlete, like an athlete that'll I don't know. understand what he was like the first forty-five years of his life that he can't just he just can't settle down with a with I a know. normal person because he's probably going to be weirdly obsessed in in many other ways i know how we can i know how we can fuck up that one day contract with the patriots if he starts dating a black girl oh the people of boston will be outraged oh that's it no nope, that's it hey we're done forget it oh brett has to keep projecting onto everyone in boston something that he saw on an espn story about the celtics and oh. lakers from uh, 1983 <laughs> keep working that one brett you know, right. did you know, Actually, did you know that at every game they hand a, a flag on a pole to a guy so he can jab someone? <laughs> Jesus Christ, get over it. Boston, no, is, I, a, Boston not... is my kind of town. <laughs> I, I heard from a guy who worked in radio there a couple of years that they were a bunch of fucking racists in Boston. I heard that like 30 years ago. It was yeah, weird... when did, yeah, when did that guy work in Boston? <laughs> About 35 years ago. <laughs> Okay, riddle me this one. They make a statue for MLK, and they give him the shittiest statue in Boston. See? That's how racist they are. <laughs> they give him the shittiest statue possible for Martin Luther King Jr. 
You know, Celtics may win it all this year. Though. Yeah, no, they're very good. They're okay. They're- I have another. I have another pre bitch about sports, and then we'll, we'll move on. All right. I guess LeBron James is within about seventy five points of passing Kareem. <laughs> this will be the most joyless record you've ever seen broken in history. Go ahead. No, and, and, and by the way, Kareem is being completely gracious about this. He's not. He's not being a dick about it at all. He's he's cool with it. He's good. Um, but on his behalf, I would like to say that because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar made in his entire career, you ready? One three-point shot. That's right. The three-point shot came in to existence in the last three or so years of his, his career. And uh, so he, only one of his 38,000-plus points – uh, was an extra point that would have been two, but became three. And LeBron James has uh, well over uh, 2,000 three-pointers, I think, that he's made in his career. So, um, to me, it's it's an unfair spiff that LeBron gets from playing in a different era. Points today are not what they were then. Yikes. That's my opinion. Yikes! In other words, Kareem had to make had to to, to score his points the old-fashioned way, two at a time, and then one at the foul line. A three-point play for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was making a shot and getting fouled and going to the foul line. LeBron James has the uh, advantage of three-point shots. Now, I know that's a it, it doesn't make LeBron James lesser than, but. It, it's just something that's worth pointing out. I mean, it, in, in a way, it's the difference between uh, football players who rush for 1,000 yards in a 17-game season versus ones who rush for 1,000 yards in not just a 16-game season, but a 14-game season right. or a 12-game season. There really, really is a difference, and you'll notice that it's never, ever mentioned. Why? Because of the liberal, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, you're seeing a lot of playoff records being broken too in the NFL. And you say, oh, more playoff. Well, they they play like six times more games in the postseason than they did. That's the same with baseball. Who has the the most postseason home runs? The guy who's been playing in the era where there are nine levels of playoffs to hit postseason home runs. That's funny. Didn't Yogi Berra have the most? homers in the world series i think so yeah forever he like yeah. a lot and then uh suddenly he's just relegated to jellystone park for, for, for the kids <laughs> jellystone <laughs> meanwhile lebron's lakers are on pace to, to win 37 games yeah, yeah. 37 games this year they play 82 games by the yeah. way in an in nba schedule what are you gonna do if you didn't what know you, what are you gonna do all right here we go here's the list um Zuckerberg goes to school. Oh, wow. He's the world's worst historian, and he rides horses with his shirt off. Uh, Trouble solving the debt crisis? Who are you going to call? George Santos. (laughs) I know you want that one. I know. Sure, Sure, why not? I know you want that. Well, George Santos, in addition to all the other skills that he has, the credentials that he carries with him, the uh, wonderful things that he brings along, including the fake glasses. Don't you love them? <laughs> Those are so fake. They really are. 
Uh, now it turns out that he can make debt disappear, which is really what we need. Yeah. Apparently, there's about $100,000 in campaign debt that just vanished with no explanation, which is kind of what we need for our $32 trillion national debt and the uh, yearly deficits of the hundreds of, of billions. We just need to be able to just wave it away, right? You know, like the commercials for Optima Tax Relief. Optima Tax Relief. God, I wonder. <laughs> Do you see those on Jeopardy a lot? Oh, no, you fast forward through. Everywhere. They're everywhere. They're on the radio, too. Of course, I don't listen to radio. What is that? Yeah, what is um, the radio? <laughs> uh, mysterious FedEx overnights from Nashville. Lavish meals in Palm Beach and Washington. Contributions from people tied to corporate clients. A pricey hotel stay in Memphis. It all went away, and the folks who monitor this stuff, the uh, the crew, the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, tell Mr. Solenberger that uh, this filing is about as chaotic a state of affairs as we have ever seen from a member of Congress. Um, Mother Jones revealed that one relative of Santos, who was reported to have made a maximum contribution to his campaign, now denies ever having done so. And some of the donors listed in his campaign filings appear not to exist. But that should be no reason, no reason that he should feel the pressure to resign, because after all, Britt, he was duly elected by the citizens of that yeah. district, right? right? And uh, uh, it would just be, it would just be a, a disgrace, right, uh, for him to to leave before his work is done, right? Oh, <laughs> it would be the absolute shame. Yeah. And and this is what it really was all about: him removing himself voluntarily, quote unquote, from those committees. Yeah, he was removed voluntarily. My <laughs> fucking ass, bullshit. This is what it was all about because you've seen today that the House has passed resolutions uh, to remove. Uh, Ilhan Omar, representative from Minnesota, from Foreign Affairs Committees, they did not want to have that splinter in their eye or that log in their eye while they were trying to uh, remove her. That's what Marjorie Taylor Greene actually, unfortunately, said. She made the truth knowledge. She made that known to everyone. Yeah, because it you know what? Now, now they have the high road. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you know, a actually... I think the the truth is completely the opposite of that, right? Because had they gotten George Sor Soros uh, Santos to 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 uh, walk the plank and uh, jump into the uh, ocean, they might have had some kind of argument to say, "All right, well, we got rid of him, so you guys get rid of her." But they didn't do that. So wh why would the opposite? argument be made here except from a numerical standpoint because it takes 218 votes for this to occur and apparently they had just 218 votes they got everybody on board finally kevin mccarthy gets every republican to vote in one direction finally on this on you know, just uh uh, a, a payback, a phony, anti-Muslim, the whole thing. And it's not about whether she's anti-Semitic or not. It has nothing to do with that. 
fucking Trump is anti-Semitic. <laughs> Half of these white Christian whack job male fuck faces who are in the Republican Party are probably all anti-Semitic, mm. even if they don't say it. Fuck that. Mm. I mean that that's just that's that's just bullshit. Uh, so fuck it. There was a it was a tit for tat situation. That's what they uh, they had to get rid of. Uh, Santos off of those committees before they go ahead with with uh, calling this woman anti-Semitic and getting her off. Not of those equivalent. Committees. It's it's not equivalent. Uh, get getting uh, uh, kicking her off of a committee is not equivalent to kicking him off of two committees when he should not even be in the Congress. <laughs> That's correct. When, when you are there under a false pretense, when if, you know, Brit, I went the other day and bought a brand new Tesla. And yeah. drove home in a used Toyota Corolla. <laughs> That's a but I got a car. It's as if you got a car. I got a car. It's all the same. What am I complaining about? God almighty. I paid $75,000 for a used, but so what? I got my car. That's how dumb this is. That's a dumb they are. False equivalence runs wild all over the place, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, world's worst historian. Yeah, let's do that. World's worst historian. Um, his name is Vladimir Putin. And, you know, we, we don't know a hundred percent for sure. We know about 99% for sure that he is talk about living in the past. I mean, he really believes that the worst thing that's happened on planet earth since, say, the beginning of the 20th century, is that the old Soviet Union broke up and fell apart. That when the Soviet Union cracked up and was basically defeated in the Cold War, that was a tragedy for mankind. And you know, he sees it as his mission in life to put it back together by hook or by crook or by force, usually by force. Um, so... What, years ago, 10 years ago, he, he grabbed that part of Ukraine, the Crimea, and now he's trying to grab the rest of it through unwarranted, outrageous, invasive force. And he made a speech, I don't know if this is yesterday or earlier today, I guess it was earlier today, that the spirit of the Soviet army that beat the Nazi German forces at Stalingrad 80 years ago is the same, same spirit that will allow Russia to defeat Ukraine in the grip of a new incarnation of Nazism. Now, I want you to just think about what's going on here. All right. And I know that it's a closed society and I know they have information issues in Russia, but most people are not that out to lunch as to think that when 1941-42, when Hitler, a true Nazi, uh, invaded to the east and tried to knock out the Russians and Stalingrad, blah, 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 blah. Those were Nazis. Those were real Nazis. Those were true Nazis. To try to portray the country that you invaded now unwarranted, unprovoked, as the real Nazis today. 
that you are defending against, but you're not defending against because you're the invading country. That's a that's a rhetorical flourish that I'm just thinking just may not get everybody that pumped up in Russia. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. He believes that the West, or this is what he's saying, that the West, represented by us and Europe and everyone else that's arming Ukraine, we're the Nazis right now. And, of course, he always rattles the little nuclear saber when he makes these kinds of speeches. But I would say that Vladimir Putin is the world's worst historian. That's probably true. And history is not going to be kind to Vladimir Putin. And clearly, there's just no doubt about this. If you think that it was bad for us when after a month had passed, after we invaded Iraq, and uh, they did not uh, lay down, and, uh, well, I'm sorry, Iran, Iran, uh, and, and welcome us with, with open arms, right? This is going to be a one-month little thing. We'd be done. Mm-hmm. We'd all be over with. As liberators, they're welcome us to li- liberators with chocolates and candy, with all sorts of flowers. Yeah. Exactly. It didn't happen that way. That was bad, but this is way worse. <laughs> this is this is way worse because obviously uh, we never had designs on occupying uh, countries in the Middle East uh, individually and taking them over and making them the 51st or 52nd state. Uh, but but Putin does. And it's not really equivalent, but uh it's a, just a horrible, horrible miscalculation that he's made. And uh, well, what it says, what, what is he, he says he's going to invade now with another 500,000 Russians. Who, who are these people? They've already cleared out all the prisons. Who's left? Um, who's you've left? seen all of these. You've seen all of these stories, too, about some of these mercenaries, some of whom they pulled out of prisons. They got them on the front lines. They gave them military training. They gave them weapons and stuff. And now some of those people are coming home, uh, which I think is a recipe for creating terrorism. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. It seems like those people are not going to be dissatisfied to sit around twiddling their thumbs. Well, good. Let there be terrorism. And who gives a shit? Fuck that. Well, the problem with that is it doesn't necessarily stay at home. They just start striking out at everybody, including us. And it's it's not good. It's not a good situation. <sighs> All right, so Vladimir Putin. Fantastic problems in the education system. (laughs) Big time. See, he needs to go to Florida where they've cleaned up that whole education system. He'd know things a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. What else here? Uh, Uh, Zuckerberg. You you wanted to talk about Zuckerberg. Yeah, apparently, apparently not quite as dumb as everyone thought he was. Yeah, the stock is rocking, as they say. Yeah. Uh, the metaverse is not dead, but the metaverse is not the uh, sole goal for Mark Zuckerberg, who founded Facebook, where we're talking to you right now. We never walked. Did we ever quit Facebook? No. 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 Never even really thought about it. No. Um, and... You know, a lot of people gave up on them for, for you know, ad, uh, Facebook is a is an ad business, first and foremost. That's how they make their money from from ads. 
And apparently the word, you know, they, they took their eye off the ball. We have a, have a metaverse. And, and so the stock went down. And, was, and then suddenly uh, on Wednesday at, at, at 412 in the afternoon, everything changed. Zuckerberg's a genius again. He gets it. He can learn. He's not stupid. He figured it out. Time to 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 fire some of the excess people that you hired. There you go. During the, during the pandemic, who didn't need to be the, the, the usual. Um, we'll buy back forty billion dollars worth of look Facebook stock, Meta stock. But there's nothing Pop-up. Wall Street. There's nothing Wall Street loves more than when you fire some people. I mean, that gets you right. That just hits you in the feels right there, and that's part of the comeback here, as far as they're concerned. Well, the fire. The fire is. That's. In this case, it's it's fairly secondary, if not the reason. <laughs> they love that. There's no way to get yourself right with Wall Street other than that. That's the best way to do well, it. Well, the, the thing is, there are other companies that have done this. It hasn't. Yeah. It doesn't do. Doesn't yeah. move the stock 25 percent in one day. Not yet. Not <laughs> no, it's coming. Well, no, it's not coming. It's, it's been done at other companies, and it doesn't move the stock in one day 25 percent. Just because it just because it wasn't 25 percent doesn't mean they don't win by firing people, Brad. I wasn't saying that you have to have a 25 percent jump in one day to be a winner by firing people on Wall Street, but they do love it when you fire people. You do see some uh, pretty good right. gains a lot of times. I'm going to I'm going to have to I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> I bought I bought Facebook two days ago. Did you? Yes, I did. See, you're you're not even disclosing that. You're not even a fair broker because it wasn't because <laughs> it wasn't relevant. It wasn't relevant until you stretched that out to every other company. Microsoft fired a bunch of people. The yeah, stock so did, went into the shitter. So did Google. Okay? So you know. So did Google. Stock yeah. went into the shit. So stop it. <laughs> You know, but you bought Facebook two days ago. I did. I did. I thought I thought there was going to be a change. There was going to be a turnaround. I got lucky. Hey, look, believe me, I've done this before and it goes down 25 <laughs> <laughs> percent. More importantly, how it, that- it, it was it wasn't that it wasn't that much. It, it, let's put it this way. I bought enough stock that uh, the the uh, amount I made is going to make it real possible that we won't run out of Doritos during wow. the Super Bowl. That's pretty good. So I, you know, I'm, I'll tell you how much it was, but it was enough to keep us in Doritos if I if I sell everything. The more importantly, though, how's that WWE stock? You still hanging on to that or did you unload? No, I'm not, I'm, well, so far, there's there hasn't been any news for a couple weeks. Things are yeah. pretty quiet. Uh, and I'm, I don't know when their, their earnings thing. It might even be today. I don't know. But uh, I did see over the weekend – they had like a record. Uh, they they broke some kind of. They're always breaking records. So. It was a, it was the record attendance. It was the, yeah. the the gate. It was at Royal Rumble at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Yeah. So it was huge. But they've they got to work out this family feud stuff with the McMahon's. They're, that has to be worked out in some way, shape, or form before they sell that company, which is probably going to happen this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, it's not enough. To move me one way or the other. Especially with these six hundred thousand, I just made it. I didn't make no. I'm lying. <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> with the six hundred thousand, Brad has acquired. He'll yeah. now be looking into buying OJ Simpson's former estate there yeah. in Brentwood to see. <laughs> never works that way. <laughs> it never, never works. Yeah. That way. And somehow that's the same thing with my gambling. It just really hasn't. The, the The big one hasn't hit for me yet. Strangely enough. It never does. Ne- ne- never does. For it's the us. oddest thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
what else? Oh, um, there's a great column today. And we haven't really talked about this. Great column by Nick Kristoff in the Times about language. We always talk about this. And um, Nick Kristoff, by any measure, is a lefty. He is a liberal. I mean, they don't come any more liberal than that. He quit his job as a columnist at the New York Times to go out to Oregon to run for governor. Okay. He didn't win. And he came back. Yeah. And the Times took him, took him back in. Okay. He's a, he's a lefty. So this is not some right wing harangue thing at all. Okay. And he's talking about the, uh, the words, the language that seems to have popped up in our world that I don't care how hip you are, Brit. I refuse to believe, you know, every one of these terms as they come down the line instantly without either looking them up, having them explained to you. They're certainly not yeah. intuitive. And you can start with. Oh, no, give them stuff. to me. I work with some young people. I'm really I'm, I'm up on it. Go ahead. No, this, this isn't a question of do, do you. But, but the question is, the, are they appropriate? Because a lot of these terms okay. are bestowed on other groups by white people by white liberals very often, like Latino to uh, Latin X. Yeah. When, that, that suddenly started, and every poll I've ever seen, every survey says they don't call themselves that. No. They do not call it. This is what, why did that come up? I, I saw something that said maybe 6% of folks who are in that category identify themselves as Latinx. So, uh, well, Richie Torres, you know who he is? He's that uh, other uh, congressperson. He, he's, I don't know whether he's in the, the district right next to George Santos's, but he's right in there in the uh, New York metro area. Mm-hmm. The young guy. And uh, he says that he saw... A Pew survey, and I saw this one too. Only three percent of Hispanics yeah. use the term <laughs> Latinx. He says, "This is him speaking, not me." I don't object to it, but is it useful? Is it <laughs> making any sense? Um, does it just reflect the agenda-setting power of white leftists rather than the actual preferences? of working class Latinos. And I would contrast that um, with black. Okay. Because when Negro went to black, okay. It wasn't sudden. It wasn't overnight because black was always there, but Negro fell off the, the cliff. It did. It, it, it just kind of melted away and nobody really objected to it, nor should they because this wasn't bestowed upon formerly Negroes, now Blacks, by white people, okay? It was, it was from within. So uh, Latinx, th- that, then how about uh, uh, BIPOC, B-I-P-O-C? There is no fucking way, no BIPOC. fucking way if you walk down the street and asked 100 people what that means that they would know, that more than one would know. You know what it is, don't you? It's a bipolar OG. It's like the original bipolar. You are so wrong. It's black, it indigenous, and people of color. Bipoc. 
Yep. Okay, that makes sense. Yep, that's another white liberal thing. Oh, God. I mean, I still struggle with AAPI, which is Asian American Pacific Islander, which is so, <laughs> well, like, that's well, another one. It's, it, and yeah, it's, but, but, but that's, that's legitimate. That, that, that's just putting together terms that have existed. It isn't yes. right. Uh, birthing people instead of women. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the Lancet, which is the uh, big medical journal out of Britain, did have a cover that featured bodies with vaginas. You can't say women. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, you know, Dr. Irwin Redletter, you've seen him on CNN, I sure. think, and MSNBC all through the uh, pandemic. You want to... Um, he said that these linguistic efforts reflect liberals going overboard to create definitions and divisions... And he, like me, Nick Kristoff, is a liberal. It actually exacerbates divisions rather than accomplishing something useful. And I think he's right. And this is the problem. There's, there's other ones. But here's the problem. This is what fucking Ron DeSantis and Tucker Carlson dream of. To be able it to is. go nuts about this kind of shit. And there, there's nothing to win here. That's the problem. There's, there's no win in it. By changing the language in these ways. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, they they it's it, it, you're feeding candy to these guys, and it's the stuff that like Donald Trump Jr. just cries about all the time on social media and stuff like that. You are you're just handing them grenades when you continue to do this shit. Uh, I would agree. Last th last thing in Nick's column, Ron DeSantis who's boasting that he will oust the woke mob, strikes me as a prime beneficiary when, say, oh, the Cleveland Clinic explains anatomy like this. Who has a vagina? People who are assigned female at birth. By the way, there's an acronym for that. That's AFAB, AFABs. AFAB. People who are assigned female at birth have vaginas. In other words, that's designed to not offend trans uh, women, women who were men, or I'm sorry, oh God, so this they were, is, they were born, they were born, men born and they women. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. They trans to, transition, to, but they still have vaginas. So yes. you would offend them, okay, because they present as men, but they still have vaginas. So if you just say women, you're offending them. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty hard to get around, and Ron DeSantis could ride that one all the way. Good. The, a, a good rule of thumb is, like, how will this play out on the Joe Rogan show? Because Joe Rogan is sort of the Pied Piper for these assholes, and Joe, and Joe Rogan has a field day with all of this shit and has for, you know, a while now. He was the one that sounded the alarm on uh, all, all of the stuff that's going on on the college campuses and stuff and started telling liberals that they should not like these social justice warriors. I, I, I don't know if that was, I think he was really responsible in a, in a big way for popularizing the social justice warrior thing well, as a pejorative. See, I, 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 yeah, I, I wouldn't be so quick to uh, give Joe Rogan credit for anything except exploiting the worst characteristic of uh, any subject and then, running with it there's nothing wrong with social justice brit 
if there's Joe, nothing wrong with I giving know. people who've been disadvantaged <laughs> and have been fucked over in our society. I'm with it. Um, uh, a leg up and an opportunity. There's there's nothing like that at all. But with that being said, if you take it to the next step and try to pin everybody else who's either just been minding their own business or really is not responsible. Well, you're responsible if you're part of the system. If you do, okay. If, if you're going to do that, you're going to lose everybody. And a lot of that, not a lot be- of that stuff, they don't know how to think until they're signaled how to think on stuff. So with things like social justice warrior and using woke as a pejorative and using virtue signaling as a pejorative, all a lot of that stuff does start with Rogan. A lot. He tells his audience, you don't, you should not like this stuff. And then, by the way, if Joe Rogan declared that he was going to be a candidate for president right now, don't you think he'd be well ahead? He'd be right there with Ron DeSantis. Don't you think he'd, if he said, I'm going to run for president, wouldn't you think those idiots would embrace him like crazy? Well, I don't, I don't know whether he is uh, as much of a uh, dominant figure in American life as you might portray him. But on he, the other hand, I don't think uh, if you walk down the streets of uh, – uh, Denver, Colorado, and showed people a picture of Ron DeSantis, that many people would know who he is either. <laughs> and then there's the other thing about DeSantis right now. That nobody's ever heard his voice. Well, of course, yeah. you've heard his voice, but it's so it's, it, it's so undistinctive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's generic. It's pedestrian. It really, it really, really is. There are a lot of aggrieved white males who really are into Joe Rogan. A lot of them. And they're not only my age and in their 40s and 50s and the 60s. There's a lot of them who are 20 and 30. The aggrieved white males who have been told their entire lives by the Republican Party, they're not going to do as well as their parents and grandparents. But it's not your fault. It's the fault of these black people. It's the fault of these lesbians. It's the fault of these brown people. It's the fault of these. They they tune into that message so that they can be reinforced to them. That they're doing everything they should be doing, but God damn, the world is just so stacked against you. You can't go out and tell the N-word jokes like you used to. You can't tell the Pollock jokes like you used to. You can't tell the blonde jokes like you used to. You can't just go out and finger any chick you want to after you get her drunk at a bar because you want to. This is what they're being told. Well, all that being true or having certainly a high degree of legitimacy to it, does not equal political power yeah. and and uh, it did. Day, and i understand that that, <laughs> that every day they're they're trying to fight the tide they're trying to put their fingers in the the dike of diversity and that um you know since since we started letting people back into the country during johnson's administration you all blame lbj for for immigration today as we know it because there wasn't any between what 1924 and, yeah. and and 65 and then when it, so then when it started okay yeah. and uh everyone wasn't coming from norway and uh, the nordic countries suddenly they were coming from other places in the world including china including mexico and you know na- name it um that has never stopped and it's not going to stop and no amount of joe roganing it is going to to change that and uh the only thing that is changing it is the attempted manipulation of the entire political system by the republican party uh to restrict voting as much as possible to gerrymander 
to object to uh, any Democrat who actually wins an election Mm -hmm. by claiming that the only way they ever win elections is by cheating. They never actually get more votes, even though they actually do get more votes. And so Joe Rogan, at one level, I get the popularity, but he's really just riding on the back of the big lie in different forms. That that's all it is. Oh no, no, it's it there's no question about it. There's no I mean there's no legitimacy to it and it doesn't result in political power, but it did. It did in the highest office of the land not that oh, long that. ago. Well, I know. I, I I know, but but barely, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not with by you. any majority. It was and uh literally through the uh, drawing of an inside straight. <laughs> that's um, right. One time and it's not going to happen again. Well, and, uh, I would hope that the, the predictions that the 2016 election was the last gasp of, you know, the aggrieved white males in right. America. I would Probably I would hope the that... first gasp, <laughs> you know, this isn't the uh, beginning of the end. It's the end of the beginning kind of thing. Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, meanwhile, the Wall Street Journal, those bunch of liberals over there says, you know, who's next after this Rehoboth Beach thing? Uh, Mike Pence. The. uh FBI is going to be searching Mike Pence's home in Indiana for some more stuff. So <laughs> as everybody was laughing and guffawing over the Rehoboth Beach search this week, we got another look at but Mike see, Pence's stuff. Well, you know, you know the, the, these are these are stories that make headlines. And by the way, I pointed this out on my Facebook page yesterday. The fucking drudge, fucking drudge left up in big red letters all day long. The first version of the story from Wednesday morning, the FBI searching uh, Biden's vacation, blah, 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 blah. And they left it up all day, even though by the time we were on doing our podcast at one in the afternoon, one thirty, they'd already called all clear, no classified documents. So he leaves the original screaming red headline. Oh, they're going after Biden. At his, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, if you click on it, by five in the afternoon yeah that it goes to a story saying you know no secret documents found but you left that fucking original screamer up there all day long to create the impression to the millions who look at that and they never read the articles they just see the drudge report that front page that was the full intent of being lazy ass to do that it was it was disgraceful it was the worst and i know it's not doesn't get any attention Nobody cares. But, uh, you know, I would argue that the, the Drudge Report is uh, almost as influential as Joe Rogan. It was at one point. I mean, I would say that Joe Rogan is what Matt Drudge was in 1999 or 2003. <laughs> I would say, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, we know we talk a lot about those chuckle fucks over at Warner Brothers Discovery as they continue to try to make uh, CNN and John Malone tries to make it into this conservative thing and try to figure out what it's going to be gail king is the answer now oh stop gail king is the answer to saving cnn brad once a week she's going to be doing a show but she's been pitched it don't know if she's going to do it or not (laughs) it's it's almost painful to see these guys go through this shit it really is and i don't think that chris licked guy is a bad guy i just think that this is a whole i think warner brothers discovery is a really terrible company i think right now they this is like aol time warner level incompetence that we're seeing right now. Overman says Chris Lick eats paste. 
Well, Keith Orman hates everybody not named Rachel Maddow. I mean, he basically hates everybody in the universe ever who's ever existed whose name is not Rachel Maddow. Well, he's not on good terms with her anymore either. Really? Oh, I, I just don't hear him. speak to him. No, 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 no. Breakup. That's that's a breakup there. I don't hear her bitch about. I don't hear him bitch about her the he's way he bitches about everybody he's else. Agnostic at best. <laughs> Well, that, that's a win. If you can get him to say not good, not shit about you, then he basically loves you. Well, he told a he told a story the other day that uh, two years ago, when she first announced that she was going to pull back and just do Mondays and do other things, uh, he wrote a letter to her, um, begging her not to do that, begging her to stay on because uh, she was really the last gasp of liberalism that you could depend on on cable tv across the board she was it yeah she she had a and she never answered him she never answered him and oh, no. went through with doing her one day a week thing anyway um so keith's disappointed he does not doesn't hate her he's he, he, she's not on his shit list but it's kind of surprising that she didn't uh, even acknowledge that uh, that he made that that statement a lot of people were feeling that way he had the, the sway to be able to send her a letter you know she read it so uh, it's one of it's one of brad's current obsessions he's turned the rest of us on to it the keith Olbermann podcast is uh, the countdown with keith Olbermann podcast which in which he reserves like the last 10 minutes to shit on people <laughs> in various stories throughout things that i promise not to tell and then he'll just tell all of these stories about people and how they sucked and how they did him wrong and how they tried to fuck him over <laughs> It's, some of this stuff's really, really good. Well, see, and and, and we, we said we'd talk about this earlier, but and now we're at the we'll, we'll do it next week. Oberman and Bill Maher are 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 parallel people in my head in terms of the way they've moved along the tracks. Except yeah. that you know Bill Maher still has a job because he's a, apparently a little bit more diplomatic uh, with, <laughs> with management than than Olbermann is but they're about the same age both went to cornell the whole thing and uh we'll talk about it next week we'll talk about it next week uh it'll be just a word of warning to bill maher as entrenched as he is and as great as he is and all that other stuff he's now working with you know warner brothers discovery a bunch of dumbasses so you never know what might happen i know they want to put the overtime thing on cnn uh and they're going to do that but the, this is i'm telling you these guys are a new level it's i know almost, but see, it's a Cur it's a curtis media level of dumbassery we're looking at uh not come on brit <laughs> you mean like when they put us on wsjs yes that was so great yeah. i think we had the highest ratings on the station too ever yeah it was weird. and they, they they didn't appreciate it they didn't appreciate it. Yeah. Now, now putting uh, the Bill Maher overtime segment, which is this throwaway thing that he, uh, yeah. he does after the show for, for about eight or 10 minutes is it's, 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 it's nothing. It's completely nothing real. I mean, it's truly nothing. I know. And, and, and so I don't know. I don't know what you're doing because what's the angle here. Okay. We're going to expose, Bill Maher in his least structured moments. Well, um, to people who apparently uh, watch CNN and have no idea that there is such a thing as HBO and have no idea there is such a thing as 
uh, YouTube uh, or or podcast where you right. that overtime part runs every all the time. It, it's still there. It's I mean, that is just. I think it's a. I think it's a trial balloon. They're going to try to get. Have you seen the podcast he does where he smokes pot with people? Like yeah. he got in that argument with Brian. That's like that's going to be the next move for CNN is to try to put that thing I'll, on. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what CNN should do. As you say that, here's okay because they have gobs of money. Yeah. Okay. They could. They could do a Fox Sports Tom Brady kind of contract with anybody that they want to. Right. Okay? They've got enough money. The best interviewer in the country still, after all these years, is Howard Stern. Yeah. Okay. If they went to Sirius XM, okay, and cut a deal with them to have, and Howard only works, what, three days a week anyway on the radio? Three days a week, a week about 20 weeks a yeah. year. <laughs> and if, if Howard wasn't, I guess he's my age or older. He must be 67, 68. Maybe he doesn't want to do anything like this anymore. He doesn't certainly have to prove himself. Um, but he's such a good interviewer, and he gets people to talk in a way that I don't think anybody else has been able to for in, in any medium that, he would move the ratings needle on CNN at, say, 9 o'clock at night like no one else would. Now, they're not going to do it. I understand that. And Howard probably doesn't have any interest in doing it. But the answer would not be Gail King. At nine. <laughs> Howard Stern is about a year and a half older than you are. Yeah. About a year and a half. Right. And I mean, he he's still – I mean, he could – work for another 15 years if he wants to i'm sure so maybe maybe i'd be interested in something like that but i i think he's locked into the to the radio but you never know that that, that would be my suggestion get get somebody well there is nobody like howard for, he could do the larry king live gig he could, that's what he could do on cnn well i wouldn't but i wouldn't call it that you know no. call it howard stern live no doubt about that um but that would do it that would do it um but it's not going to happen and you know, what do we know? We know nothing. I don't know. I, I see Matt Lauer in a big comeback on CNN. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, see, uh, uh, again, that's exactly the the, the problem. It recycled. Yes. Failed people. Yes. And by the way, yeah, Gail King is, I mean, Gail, you know, when you go to the, the store, you go to the grocery <laughs> store and- you go past where the vegetables and the, the salad is, and then they have that bakery part. And then there's a there's a refrigerated cake, and they've got those kind of vanilla cakes sitting in there. Yeah. They're not much to them. Yeah, who would buy those? I mean, that'd be like the desperate thing if you forgot to buy a birthday cake. That's Gail King. That's Gail King. That's Gail King. <laughs> okay. But nobody, nobody's going to come to your house because you bought that cake at the Harris Teeter today yeah. out of the dairy case. It's not going to happen. I believe the young people refer to that as mid. I believe that's what they would call mid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you used to call it mediocre. Now, maybe this is the Dr. Phil plan, you know, because Dr. Phil is uh, quitting the daytime gig 20 some years. He's gotten all the mileage and money oh, that he could ever spend. Yeah. And he says, I'm not done. I'm going to be doing something in prime time. I can't talk about it. So 
I don't know. Maybe uh, Dr. Phil wants to become, uh, you know, uh, an, an all-around host, not just uh, talking to crazy fucked up people <laughs> like he does on his, on his show. Uh, well, of course, if he talks to Republicans, those are crazy fucked up. <laughs> what, what would be the difference? But again, he's a good interviewer. There's, there's no, he's a talented guy. I, I, there's a, there's another name. Okay. So, all right. So we're going to put those two names on our list here. We're going to put Howard Stern and Dr. Phil for, uh, for yeah. CNN. What do you think? And then and you just can't find anybody under 60. They, they would not be able to find anybody under 60 to do a show. Well, look, the demographic problem of cord cutting yeah. and cable in general already well. is wiping out uh, the next generation, if there ever was going to be one, of people who would watch that kind of television. They're not interested in it. They're not interested in seeing commercials anymore. I mean, I guess if you have if you've had kids in the last 10 or 15 years, most of them don't even know what a commercial is because they've been watching streaming. They've been all that stuff. Um, they're not watching uh, ABC on, on Saturday morning for whatever shit they have on. There. Do you ever see what's on network TV on Saturday mornings now? Oh my God. What is well, that? The informational programming is what I'm, is that I what you're talking what about? It is. I, I don't even know what it is. And so kids don't, you know, no, I think I think it's mostly um, it's just infomercials and informational programs, and yeah. uh, they they were still required. If you have an FCC license, you're What's still required that? to have a number of you have to have a number of um, educational informational the EI programs, and some of them are like a zoo show. There's like a, a couple of companies that produce that stuff, and I don't know how many hours of that shit you're supposed to run. E- exactly, my point. No one watches. That. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. 